Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And we have in the studio, Conway Moore. Hi. Conway. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't all be in the same place like last time. No. But it's still very, very good to see you. It's very, very good to be here. And I do think we'll probably have more time to together in the studio with or without baby Aquarius. <laughs> Talking about trying to get down to Tacoma. Please come record in my office. Like we could have a whole powwow. I've got like all these like great chairs and it's a whole vibe in here. Like it'd be great. <laughs> we are moving into cancer season. What? That, that is correct. Yes. Oh <laughs> that is the next one. I know. What the heck? You wouldn't oh. know it with all the dark, heavy fucking clouds. I know. We're all oh. in the Pacific Northwest and this this rain. Oh. It's oppressive. It's oppressive yeah. rain. It's awful. I'm done. It's not normal for Mm-mm. Washington. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. But oh well. All but oh well. We are. Cancer. Is cancer season going to bring us some sun? God, I hope so. Although <laughs> I will say there's a lot of plutonic energy. So that might be where all this like underworld is, is feeling from. And then all the Neptune and like all the Pisces. It's a lot of water, right? I've been talking about the water. So it's like, ugh, you know, but I know not everywhere is feeling all this water and downpour. It's just we're getting a lot of it. I should check out like Washington State's chart and see if like, <laughs> is there something happening in the house of underworld and water right now? <laughs> like what's going on? are an astrologist, not a meteorologist so I probably shouldn't have asked you that yeah, that's fine you know <laughs> all part of the course <laughs> I studied the Washington State chart on my time off you know someday <laughs> I should know it but yeah well today we're going to talk about hopefully everybody and what everyone's going through for uh, cancer season cancer season oh my goodness yeah speaking of water it's a water sign we're gonna go into water sign season again hopefully that's like beach water you know what i mean the crab like we're on the beach we're on the sand we're there with sunshine that's the vibes we're putting out there <laughs> a totally off base if the vibes i'm feeling going into this season is less beach water and more big feelings water <laughs> no it's cancer season are you kidding <laughs> you nailed it <laughs> the big feelings yeah yeah that that that's that's really a lot of what we're at and the moon the moon is the queen she's the star of the show this this season because the moon rules cancer should i just jump into it are we ready to go like after it okay cool well first and foremost before i get too excited happy birthday cancers all you cancers out there happy birthday it's your season and lucky for you june is kind of a quieter month astrologically we get like a little bit of a breath oh my gosh i can't believe i'm saying this it feels so good to say that after the two years we've had <laughs> every month has been chaos but june gets to chill out for a second which is great so cancer season going to officially start on june 21st at 2 13 a.m that is the summer solstice so if you celebrate summer solstice litha um i've heard all sorts of other names midsummer that is the beginning of cancer season. It's a cardinal sign, meaning it begins the next season, right? So for us up here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's summer. And uh, like I said, June gets to be a little bit quieter of a month. We get to breathe a little bit. We'll get into July, <laughs> but June is like a minute, right? I don't and hopefully like the people way you said that. that. <laughs> That's fair. You know, for foreshadowing. <laughs> well, we'll get there. Don't worry, Kari. I got you. 
I'm going to help you through it. So in the past, I've mentioned that this year in particular is really important for our country. I'm going to start off on a big note and then we're going to get more intimate. But this is the Pluto return year for the United States. And I do see cancer season because cancer is on the opposite side of where Pluto is. We're kind of facing down that Pluto return. So uh, it's this transit only occurs every 250 years. It's a make it or break it moment for the country. And I kind of feel like this is that quiet contemplation season before action. We start seeing a lot of stuff. I mean, we've been seeing a lot of stuff get exposed. Secrets being exposed. Lies are being unraveled. What's buried, hidden, ugly, shameful, and manipulative is being pulled out from under the rug and hung out to dry for this country. I think you guys can relate. I think our audience probably can relate. (laughs) We're seeing a lot of stuff get aired out. And that is Pluto doing its work in Capricorn. So the United States was born a cancer, right? Born July 4th, 1776. And I do think it's appropriate that this country is the sign of cancer. But I do think it's worth noting that a huge component of the sign of cancer, that being the divine feminine, is something the United States has struggled to fully embrace into its identity. And I do think that this is that, you know, unraveling of all of this is to help bring about this uh, reaffirmation of that part of the identity. So Pluto is now uncovering the shadow side of our obsession with like the grind, a patriarchal pyramid scheme. And this country is designed that to subjugate the masses in order to bring power to the few, right? So this is about unraveling those things and, and getting back in touch with cancer, which is receptive, reflective, attuned to emotions. It takes intuitive action. It aims to protect, to nurture, to care for its people. Uh, It has a deep respect for the bonds of family, the importance of our ancestors, and a reverence for tradition and for memory. Cancer is intimately connected with the phases of the moon, the tides that ebb and flow like moments in time that pass us by, and the emotions that envelope us in waves. So that's the energy of cancer. And I think the United States is like needing to look in the mirror and go, okay, I need to reconnect with that. So I wanted to note that just because there is a much bigger story at play here. And I do think cancer season is kind of a critical point in this year, even though at first it's a little quieter. It's more of that reflective. So I asked the audience, actually, um, can you, is there something in your life right now that you want to dismantle that you feel is pressuring you or controlling you or oppressing you? And how can you protect yourself in order to create a safe space of peace and reflection during this time? Because that is Pluto, right? The pressure, the control, the oppressiveness. How can you protect and nurture yourself in the face of that? How can you bring the feminine energy of cancer into your psyche? Are you able to rest this summer? Can you spend time with family and friends this summer? Can you give yourself the space to reflect on this moment in time and respect and honor this phase of your life that you're living in? These are all the questions that kind of preface the season. And I wanted to spend a moment doing that and, uh, and going over that. But I also want to say, side note, that Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, Pluto, and Chiron will all be retrograde by the end of this season. So that's all of our outer planets. And the further out they are, the more all-encompassing of humanity they are. So it's not going to affect us like a Mercury retrograde really intimately. It's, it's kind of us as a collective. And most of these planets do spend about half the year in retrograde. So it's kind of back to that reflective inner working time um, of these much larger concepts, ideas, ideas and goals for our life. So um, it really is bringing in the reflectivity of cancer. And Corey, like you said, the big feelings, because it's time to sort of pull those out and, and piece them out and play with them and, and interact with them and see where is this leading me right now? So 
that's kind of the preface. We haven't even gotten to the new moon, but that's the preface. I was going to say, oh my gosh, this is huge. <laughs> one. All right. You know, it's deep stuff, but it's not like it's not like the last few months where I'm like, okay, transit after transit after transit and stuff happening and, you know, explosions and all that. You know, it's it's more like, wow, we've been through a lot. <laughs> where do we want to go? <laughs> and I just feel like we're not moving forward at all. We're only moving. We're all in retrograde. You know, I mean, we're moving backwards on so many things and it's very sad to me. So I really hope we start moving forward again. Well, I do think it's interesting to note that cancer, right, is is usually the sign associated with looking back and history, tradition, and, you know, stuff that has happened in the past, nostalgia. And so, you know, is there part of that that we can use to our benefit to inform us going forward? Because cancer is going to inspire us to look back, right? And it might be at the times a couple years ago, and it might be much further back. It might be at the beginning of the inception of our country, right? While we're seeing a lot of, you know, reverse motion, like you said, the retrograde feeling of like, wow, we've really gone back in time here. We haven't learned anything. You know, what what have we learned and what can we learn from looking back and moving forward? So it's interesting you note that because I do think that's kind of the energy of cancer season is to inspire more of that. And hopefully it helps us move forward. I feel like I've been seeing a lot of content recently online that's like comparing our current time to points in history. And I think that that is a theme that I see gaining steam. Mm -hmm. And that makes a lot of sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> Hello, cancer season. <laughs> and I've got quite a lot of cancer in my chart. And I let me tell you, I'm one of those like memory hogs and like nostalgia. I love watching old videos of like myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> the Leo's still, still there. <laughs> I like that but as well. Just it's, it's a, a bittersweetness, bittersweetness, right? And so. It is. It is. I love nostalgia. <laughs> I actually just went to an emo night a couple weekends ago, and it was like oh, so fun. fun. It's like cancer as hell. <laughs> it's like uh, it was like a walk down memory lane, but really loud. <laughs> and my chemical romance. And I live in the eighties, so <laughs> we're all embracing our yeah, defined feminine cancer side right now. <laughs> but I don't want to go back to the eighties. Do you know what I think too? I think there's a lot of people right now doing like inner child healing. Mm-hmm. And that requires a certain amount of looking back. It does. This might be a good time to dig into that, like really lean into that skid. Absolutely. Yes. In fact, that's kind of the perfect like segue into <laughs> the moon and cancer that we're going to have. The I know. Look at you. What? Like we totally didn't compare notes ahead of this. <laughs> <laughs> so the new moon in cancer right new new ideas new healing around um like your family around your history around your around your uh like child trauma like you were saying the new moon in cancer is going to be june 28th it's at 7 52 p.m and it's at seven degrees of cancer so as i've said on the podcast before find seven degrees cancer in your chart if you're looking for uh, some inspiration on what to work on if you want to come up with something for the new moon. Obviously, if you're feeling something on the new moon, go with that. That's what intuition's telling you. But if you're looking for something to sort of work on and manifest in this new moon season, looking at wherever seven degrees cancer is in your chart and seeing what house that falls in is a great place to start. Uh, so the moon will be trying Vesta and Vesta is an asteroid and she rules over the home and hearth. So this is actually a great time to make a goal or a vision around your home and hearth, around making a uh, nurturing environment, maybe going through your memories, cleaning, uh, making it more comfortable, making it more inspiring, or maybe just like curling up with a good book and just being home for a little bit and taking a rest. But whatever, you know, 
interacting with your home and hearth means to you that might be really inspiring around that time. It's also going to be square Jupiter, which is kind of an interesting one. Uh, normally squares are kind of uncomfortable, but Jupiter kind of adds like a little bit of optimism to that. So Jupiter, whenever we have a square to Jupiter, we feel very confident. <laughs> Watch for big emotions and outbursts, right? Because Jupiter is big and bigger, kind of inspires action, right? So there may be things that happen that it's like, okay, I'm feeling a really big thing. I need to act on this now. Just be careful because it is Jupiter that you don't overdo over exert right and you're, you may find your morals or values may be tested at this time and that's why you're choosing to act but it is also a great time to engage in creativity and exploring new routine routines or interests with family or for yourself so it's kind of a nice new moon it's it's not as quiet as most new moons in cancer are just because it does have that jupiterian element making it really really big but you can take this as small or as big as you want to go and jupiter does add a little bit of luck into it what do you think about the discussion that we're having right now in the community and and the way that I was taught when I first started this back in the 90s, that there is a dark moon and then we move pretty quickly, right, into the very first sliver and that is actually the new moon. So the, the time and date that we are stating that is the new moon is actually the dark moon? Is that? We can totally talk about it. Yeah, I think, I mean- Cancer is all about the moon season because it's ruled by the moon. So I think this is a perfect episode to talk about that. Can you shed kind some, of can you shed some moonlight on that? <laughs> I would love to. Yes. <laughs> uh, so in astrology, at least. Um, so like, let me let me go over sort of the whole dark moon into new moon phase. So we, of course, have the waning crescent moon, right? And that's also been called the balsamic moon. And in astrology, that's the last 45 degrees of the moon cycle. Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. Yes. Sprinkle some balsamic on there, right? <laughs> and so <laughs> the buzzonomic moon. <laughs> Just, anyway, so that's the last 45 degrees of the moon cycle. So as the moon is nearing the sun, the last 45 degrees is considered the waning crescent moon. Now, when it gets to the very, very, very end of that, um, around that 15 degree mark, so very, very close, uh, all within a day's transit, because the moon takes only about two or three days to go through each sign, uh, that last 15 degrees is what's considered the dark moon. So the moon in the sky is not visible whatsoever. Now, when the moon actually, and I'm, I'm using my hands, of course, visually for this, but hopefully you can all understand me. <laughs> you know, so as the moon closes in on that 15 degrees and makes contact with the sun, so in this case, it's going to be at that seven degrees cancer. When it hits the sun at seven degrees cancer, that means that that is now the new moon. It's at seven degrees this time. Will it be at a different degree next time for another? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And so that's why I always put the degrees in here, right? Because it's really important. It's like, okay, a new moon in Cancer, but a seven degree Cancer moon could mean something very different from you if you say have seven degrees Cancer in one house, but the later degrees of Cancer in another. So it can have a very different effect. And that's why I always try to make sure I put the degrees. But yeah, it will change every. And it's kind of like we've even talked about the full moon, like how it was on that 27 degree mark over and over again right really interesting but then this month it's going to be at 21 degrees and that's and that's when instead of the sun and the moon being conjunct together sitting together that's when the moon and the sun are opposing each other so in the opposite signs but the same degree so the dark moon yeah is not quite the same as the new moon but as you said they're very close together and that 15 degrees is like half a day's worth or about like one day's worth of transits it's like 
24 to 48 hours within that sphere, depending on how fast the moon is moving. And I so, had so. learned, so we'll, we'll keep talking about this on the podcast with you and on Patreon as well. And on Instagram, I had learned that the, what, what astrology called the new moon was actually the dark moon until you saw the next sliver. Quite frankly, I've done magic around all of it. And I, I, although the energy sometimes feels different, the magic's always been pretty successful. I never knew there was a difference. So thank you for clarifying that. I really oh, of course. appreciate it because it's been, I've just haven't said anything about it because I was like, I must be wrong. <laughs> and the way that I learned and the way that I've been doing it forever has been wrong. And it's just, it's good to know. It's good to know. Thank you. Absolutely. And I will say too, I mean, some, some people like, I have a friend who was born in that dark moon phase, that 15 degrees like last bit. And I myself was born on the balsamic or the, the waning crescent moon. And so when you have that natally, you may find that that's more powerful for you to work with because that's kind of your lunar return. Everybody has a lunar return every month when the moon re-enters the sign of the moon that you were born with. And so if it happens to land in that part that phase, I mean, perhaps if you're a Gemini moon and it's in that dark moon phase, even though it's a dark moon and it could be a time for rest and reflection or like pause or um, a lot of people use it for like clairvoyancy and, and scrying and such. Um, but if you were born with a Gemini moon, that might be a really powerful time for you to work with that moon's energy. So I do feel like while we have these ideas of what each moon phase means and how we can work with it as witches, it also really comes down to your personal relationship with your chart, you know, and, and that's just the natal chart. You know, I, I've talked to you guys about progressions and all that kind of stuff too. It goes really, really deep. So if you're feeling intuitively like drawn to work at a certain time of the moon, there's probably a reason why within your chart. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Thank you for letting us take that little sidetrack. Oh, I will now uh, release the hostage back to cancer season. <laughs> Go for it. Thank well, no, this is uh, like, Jenna, we must have compared notes because this is the perfect oh, segue. Never- I was going to talk about the moon's energy. Are we good? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. So the, right. And I want to start like talking a little bit more about the planetary energy and the magic around these signs in these episodes going forward. Cancer is ruled by the moon, as I've said. The moon's day is Monday, right? Easy to remember, moon day. And uh, also every month or month is how our calendar is broken up into the 12 or 13 moons. You can honor the moon every single week if you'd like. Um, it is the water element. It rules over the sacral chakra. It is yin energy. So it's receptive, reflective, feminine, as I've said earlier, really tied in with cancer, right? There's a lot of parallels because, of course, the moon rules cancer. And the moon's energy, as I said, changes every two to three days, depending on how fast the moon moves. And so it's why it's really important to know like what time you were born. Uh, it's It helps you, you know, figure out your whole chart. But also if you were born on one of those days where the moon changes over you might have the end degrees of one moon or the beginning degrees of another and that can really change what your chart looks like and the moon makes a lot of very quick aspects it's the fasting moving fastest moving planet and i know it's not a planet it's a luminary but you know we call it a planet in astrology it's the fastest moving planet in the sky in astrology and so its uh, influence is very intimate and we feel it but it's fleeting right i mean this is why it's just a phase is literally like <laughs> something we talk about right <laughs> so and whether you're a witch or not people know it's like oh it's a phase it'll be over soon 
when if you find out what your moon you know is uh, every single month you're going to have the moon return to that sign so i myself am a gemini moon as i was talking about earlier and every time the moon is in gemini that's my lunar return and so i can kind of treat that as another new moon for myself which is super cool because you know sometimes you're like busy on your actual new moon day and and you can't get around to it but if you know like hey i have a taurus moon and that's coming up next week you can make another new moon agreement with yourself and work on that for the month. You have all sorts of opportunities to. Sometimes I love my brain for its ability to be quick and free association. And sometimes I want to punch it (laughs) right in the frontal (laughs) lobe because you started talking about moon phases and I missed some of what you said, which I will go back and listen to. You don't have to repeat yourself, but my brain decided to completely dissociate and start saying the entire speech from Romeo and Juliet about swear not by the moon, the inconstant moon. Like I, the whole scene just started playing in my head and it made me go away for a minute and I (laughs) missed some stuff, but I'll listen back. Don't worry about it. We didn't get into the, into any of the juicy bits about the new movie. Just know that I love you and I am paying attention, but sometimes my brain is a real bitch. (laughs) But of all speeches to come up, like that's so appropriate. You know, (laughs) it's just a face. It's good. It's (laughs) clear. Uh, so I'm going to actually rewind a little bit because I realize I normally always tell you guys what your new moon is in. So I should address that. Um, so mine's in my fourth house, which is actually ruled by cancer. And so that's like f- family tradition, like all the things I was kind of saying earlier about like memory and all of that. It's that root house. But uh, Dada, yours is in the eighth house. So this is the that house of death and taxes and sex, right? <laughs> all the other bits. <laughs> So other people's money, right. And intimacy, the taboo. So, you know, whatever might be stirring up around that time for you around June 28th, it might be living in that house for you. Really interesting. Do you have any goals around that kind of thing? Um, And then Corey, yours is in the ninth house. So that's going to be higher education and learning long distance travel, religion. uh, You know, just think like the bigger ideas and morals that kind of govern our world and then like the globe right so outside of your community it's really thinking like global so it'd be like a great time to like renew your passport kind of thing you know (laughs) or or learn something new or go for a degree or something so if there's any of that that's inspiring you i'm currently learning how to fight with a medieval sword i love that oh Oh my gosh i've totally done that too i'll really lean in (laughs) Yes, lean into that. Perfect. <laughs> Any new moon goals you have around that? That's, to protect yourself. I love it. <laughs> See, so cancer. <laughs> so that's kind of the vibe for that new moon. But of course, all you out there, if you are inspired to work with something that is not in those houses, doesn't mean you have to do that. Just it, it might just help guide you, but take her to leave it. That's a way to start. And then I'm actually just going to like shove right ahead into that full moon energy because it kind of sets the tone, I think, for July and what we're going to see at the the tail end of cancer season. So the full moon in Capricorn is going to be on July 13th at 1138 a.m. Pacific time at 21 degrees Capricorn. And this is known as the blessing moon, the herb moon, the horn moon, the mead moon, the summer moon, (laughs) lots of names for this. Uh, And the colors for this moon are dark green and yellow. And it's a great moon for dream work, light, purpose, and strength. So this is sort of all the information about the general July full moon that we get every year. And the moon is going to be on Pluto. So remember I was talking about earlier, the Pluto return? Yeah, this is where Pluto comes back and is like, it's my time. I have my spotlight. I'm here. And I'm going to be a big influence and 
drudge up all the things you don't want to look at. <laughs> cool. So thanks, thanks, July, Matt. we're back. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so like what I will. Party came early. <laughs> what was that? I feel like that party came early. Mm-hmm. I think we're doing that already. Well, and that's, again, Pluto return is getting, that's setting the tone for the whole year, right? And so I feel like, yeah. <laughs> so whereas J- June to me feels like, it, again, it's that reflective like breath before we go back in, right? And we get confronted again. And it's going to be a whole, I mean, it's going to be a whole phase. Some people say it's going to last until 2050. I mean, Pluto oh, is no, no way. joke. Yes. Pluto is no joke. It moves very, very slowly. Now, I'm not saying, you know, every year is going to be like 2022 until 2050. But the point is, is like, you know, if 100, 200, 300 years in the future, we're going to look back and say this time was a critical time for XYZ. And those plutonic themes that we're seeing get drudged up is really the name of the game right now. And this year in particular is critical because Pluto is returning to the point that it was at when the United States became a country. So that Pluto return is like that make it or break it moment. So we see that this year particularly right but it's been it's been a whole phase of this again back to the faces <laughs> i feel like every time we have an episode with you guys like the the theme of the sign just keeps coming up and it's so perfectly like there july i think is kind of a big moment for our country it may be something that you really feel intimately especially if that cancer capricorn axis is like strong in your chart if you have planets in capricorn or cancer or if your rising sign is there you might really be feeling this but what i want to ask is so pluto being in capricorn in uh that's you know the sign of ambition so like what ambitions are you working towards around this full moon how are you climbing a mountain right now like think of the goat right how are you being that mountain goat climbing up uh what traditions systems and expectations are working for you which ones are not working for you this is a great time to illuminate right use the moon to illuminate the answers that you need to find in order to continue progressing on an ambition, a goal, and also illuminate what around you is shameful, hidden, any power dynamics you're struggling with and how to break free from that. Um, So I will say, I think in July as a whole, we have the North Node. It's going to be on Uranus. So Uranus takes seven years to go through a sign. It's kind of at that middle point of Taurus right now. So this is very much like a, okay, we've been through the Tower card energy. Thank you. Where are we going to rebuild? And the North, the North, <laughs> the North Node conjunct Uranus is going to basically inspire us to like look forward and say, this is how we want to evolve, right? North Node is that future, that next lifetime, what we're aspiring to be. And being on Uranus, that's like revolutionary, you know, kind of that, again, that explosive energy I've talked about. It's the new, the the exciting, it's something we've never seen before. It's totally inspired. And with the North Node there, that's an inspirational place that we want to go. So that could look really exciting. But because it is Uranus and it's kind of that tower card energy, I, you know, I've often related it to. It can, of course, be sudden and uh, be like a lot of change all at once. Um, But again, it ultimately will inspire some new ideas and hopefully hope toward a better future for all of us. The sun opposing Pluto in that later part of cancer season, because it's in those later degrees, is really what I think is like the theme of July. We're, We're staring down that Pluto. We're staring down those lessons. And our collective soul is trying to grow and evolve from those things being exposed. What's nice, what's kind of nice about this time is Saturn in Aquarius is going to be trying Venus in Gemini. So we'll probably feel this on a more intimate level just because Venus rules over our lives in a more intimate way. 
So this is words and ideas working toward a long-term solution or a goal. Uh, it's details adding up to a much longer-term solution. So sort of collecting what we need, that what we like, what we are attracted to, and using that to inform a better future. And we might see this because it's in Gemini and Aquarius. We might see this on social media. We might see this just in our own communication with others and, and people opening up and talking more about these issues, whatever issues might be coming up. And because it's Saturn and it's in trine, that's a harmonious energy working toward a better solution, right? But it's work. It's it's Saturn. So it's, it's going to take work. But I think that Venus there really sweetens it and makes it something we want to work toward and that we're attracted to. So it's kind of putting off an immediate satisfaction for uh, more reward in the future. So do you guys have any like questions about that? <laughs> that was a lot of full moon energy. In my calendar real quick. And I'm freaking out. So we're all good. We're all good. Yeah. I was, I was calculating how old will I be in 2050? If I turtle panic sets in. Yeah. Totally. I'll be 60 ish. Mm -hmm. You? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I always go back to like, okay, for some reason, my soul decided I wanted to reincarnate during this time. So there must be something I'm bringing to this equation, right? And it's gonna exactly. Be good. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. And in the spirit of communication, kind of what I was talking about with you guys, you both have this full moon in your third house. So that is the written word, the voice communication it also rules over siblings, short travels, transportation and data for you specifically. It's actually kind of like it's, it's right on that cusp of the third house and second house. So it might also involve money, possessions and values, which kind of goes back to that new moon as well, just because there, there's money involved. But Corey, for you, it's like smack dab in your third house. So lots of communication. I think that's kind of exciting. Of course, you guys have a podcast, which is a beautiful, you know, manifestation of that house. But uh, whatever that full moon brings to you, perhaps you're going to be reporting on it. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> and for me, it's in my 11th house of friends, community and programs, outreach, things like that, which I think is the perfect segue for me to announce that I do have a, I hope you guys don't mind me doing this, that I do have an astrology class I am teaching. It's very small. So it's a small, intimate class in person, but it will be online for everyone to buy. So if you don't make it into the class, don't worry. It's going to be online with all the materials. Win, so the win, class, win, 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 as win. soon as that's live, please let us know so we can shout you to yeah. the rooftops. Thank you. Yes. I'm hoping it will be live within a week of the class. The class is on. Saturday, July 2nd from 3 to 5 p.m. It's at Crescent Moon Gifts. You can sign up right now at crescentmoongifts.com on their events page. And then it shows how you pay to reserve your spot. And like I said, if you can't make it there because it is such a very small class, we're already selling tickets. Oh my gosh. Um, if you can't make it, don't worry. The class is available for everyone. I'm just going to have to get my face on camera and put everybody, it out there. Everybody smile. Yeah. I'm going to take a picture so I can post about this on our story right now. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so July 2nd, 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, here at Crescent Moon Gifts. And um, like I said, if you can't make it in person, no worries. It, the class is basically uh, going beyond your sun sign. So it's kind of an introductory class, but it's specifically about using your sun sign for magic in astrology. So yeah. Oh my God. So much fun. Crescentmoongifts.com. Yes. Indeed. And just go to the events page and that'll have all the info. So yeah, I'd love to see anybody who's interested. And then uh, once I actually have the um, 
online class that'll be on my website which is conowinmore.com so pretty if you know my name you know where to find it uh, that page right now is not quite built yet but it will be built and of course have everything by the time the class comes out <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> so yeah so that's that's my full moon energy uh, <laughs> that i'll be working with congratulations that is thank so you cool. yeah i'm really hoping i'm gonna have another class in july um i'm aiming for two classes a month but for sure i'm gonna have one class a month this summer and and beyond um you know so as, as long as i can just managing that and little aquarius right now has been a lot but it's exciting and it'll be really fun I hope that everyone listening is able to make the best out of this time. And please remember, like my policy with astrology is if it helps you, great, use it. And if not, leave it behind guilt-free and just live your, live your damn life. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it stresses you out, it's not worth it. And it's to help and empower you. And that my goal is that you can take what's meaningful and leave the rest behind. And happy manifesting, folks. <laughs> Happy manifesting. I like that. Conowin, thank you so much as always. Thanks for being here. I want to see you in class. So hopefully yes. I'll make it down there. And I legitimately am posting about this right now. So oh thank you will know about it in advance so they can buy tickets. And they'll also know that if they don't hear about it till this podcast episode, they can purchase it afterwards when it's online. That's right. Indeed. Yeah, yep. Follow that. I'm very excited. <laughs> well, Conowin, until next time. Be well, act with intention, and don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babel podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.